got a special edition of Out in the Field. We're joined by Arlenis, a.k.a. Harrison Bader's video girl, NYC News. Um, Arlenis, thanks for joining me. She's bilingual, too, and does a lot of Spanish content, so it's going to be a fun one. Thank you for having me. I know it was a little crazy with the scheduling, but I'm happy to be here. And yes, throw at me any Spanish questions you might have. <laughs> all right. So we um, have definitely had a lot of crazy scheduling with all these Yankee games, um, the rainouts and all this stuff going on. It's been crazy. We're happy to still playing. Uh, it was close with Cleveland yesterday. It was a tough one. Um, so the, what I want to do is what I always start out with is I want to ask you about your journey into sports. Like what led you to the position you're into now? Like how do you get yourself going? Well, for me, it was really crazy because I never thought that I was going to be a journalist. Um, and so for me, it was um, I, I liked writing. I always had. And when I was in high school, so I started writing for like websites and stuff when I was 16, which was like a couple of years ago. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and so I was a huge Yankees friend and I started writing about the Yankees. And so uh, I kind of went on into like this website and the website got shut down and when that website got shut down like somebody from another website like he contacted me to cover the minor leagues for the yankees um and i became the beat writer for this and i like yankees that now longer you know things they got cut off um last year yeah. i believe two years ago which is awful um and it was a great experience for me um and that's when i met a lot of yankees that are now on the team at clark smith um oswaldo um, Parasa, um, and many of those guys, low IC guys, saw him there. And so it's really funny because now they're up in, in the big, uh, the big leagues and I'm there too. And it's really funny. I'm always yelling, like when we see each other, I'm like, these are my sons, like, these are my kids. And, and they're always laughing. Um, because even like some of them are like my age or like older than me even. And I'm like, these are my kids. Uh, but it's been a fun journey for me, um, mostly now, um, because I used to just write. I, I didn't do videos. That wasn't my thing. I, th I think I still I don't feel like it's my thing. Like, I, I rock with it, but I'm a writer. Uh, that's what I mostly do. <laughs> and so I'm writing for a Spanish newspaper now, um, really, because a lot of people have asked me as of like to write in English, they want to read my my writing in English. So I'm gonna get into that this off season, hopefully, or maybe now. I have a lot of great content that I could uh, try and and translate. I know it's hard sometimes because right now we have like Cabrera and Parasa and those guys that have like really great stories. And maybe not there's not so much out there for the you know non Spanish speaker. Uh, community of Yankees fans that want to know about this guy. So maybe I'll do a little bit of that. Um, but yeah, it's been fun. It's been crazy. And I just keep saying, I don't know how I got here, but I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> well, hearing that, it gives me inspiration to keep going too. Um, I do Somerset Patriots, like I said. So that's something to me. I feel like they're my kids too. Like they're younger than me. Like I see these guys go up, they get called the triple A. I'm like, congrats. Hopefully I'll see you up there. And then I'm thinking like, hopefully when I make the majors, I'll get to see them. Like, Bobby Dominguez. I uh, have a fun year at Somerset this year. Uh, hoping to go up with the guys as well and see them continue to progress. It really is cool to see that progression. And I feel like the Staten Island story could be similar to my Patriots story. Yeah, it, it's great. Also, I, I go every year to Winter World in the Dominican Republic. And that's different because we get like a lot of people like uh, that's when I met, let's say last year, Aaron Hicks was there. 
And I met him there. I talked to him over there. And then, you know, when I came into Yankee Stadium this year, we were like, hi. He was like, hi. You know, <laughs> like now we know each other. It's really fun to have that experience. You, especially for me in Winter Bowl, you know, I grew up in the Dominican Republic. So um, when I see big names like that coming down to the DR, because that league is amazing. And, um, you know, Tristan Cass is a big prospect for the Boston Red Sox yeah, right there. Right now, he's over there. Uh, and there's a lot of many, like, great players, um, prospects, and guys are going to be um, there and this year, and they come back. And then when they come in, it's great to see them. Same thing with the minor leagues. And it's cool because you get to see those guys. You get to see their, like, journey, their, their story. And then you, you're you not part of it, but you've been watching, so it's, it's fun for you. Um and I think they appreciate that, too. I think uh, when a couple of the guys, I can tell, you know, Loisi and I always joking. Whenever, like, he sees me, he always, like, like hi. And then he would be telling people, like, since her age, she's been my girl since her age, you know. Um, so it's, it's it's fun. Yeah, I hope I can do that, too. Um, the Winter Leagues are cool. I follow them. Uh, it's definitely something that people should get into more. With the WBC, International Baseball is becoming more prominent now. Uh, with the Caribbean Series, there's a lot of great things that, happen that the average fan wouldn't know about and getting coverage of that is really important and you get to see major league talent minor league talent like maybe fringe guys that are like 4a players even maybe like a lot of guys there's a lot of good competition down there though yeah yeah that's absolutely i think this year that's you just mentioned it was one of the reasons why we're gonna have in the dr more talent like that because a lot of players do want to take part um in the wbc and that's like a good um place to showcase what you have i mean there there are teams that have like a little easier to say like that like the dominican republic is really hard there's a lot of players that really want to be in there yeah a limited amount but i'm i'm seeing like the wbc is going to be great this year because so many players are committed to it um we see team uh italy is getting like a lot of guys israel is getting like a lot of the guys that you know actually like mlb players now um and everybody's like trying to start, take part in it like everybody's trying to see okay i might have something or third something um can i take part of this it's amazing and i love it. it's really really fun for us um i say fans because yes i do work in sport but i'm i'm a baseball fan i'm a baseball yeah, me too. <laughs> give, give me all the baseball i i don't yeah. care what is it I still consider it like being a fan too, even if I'm going to report, I'm still observing the game. Like I still yeah. have that fan perspective. And I don't think it's something that you can take away. Like a lot of reporters are like, oh, you have to be objective and all this. So I'm like, I mean, okay, I guess that's like boring. No, like I don't know. Being objective isn't fun. <laughs> you got to put your own spin on it a little bit, but I understand everyone has their methods, but um, I want to speak to these Spanish guys. How about, is there anything interesting you wanted to about as Waldo or, um, Oswald that you think might be interesting that other people might not know like obviously referring to Oswald as Waldo and Oswald that could be confusing for a lot of people well that's one of the things um I don't know about interesting things I guess but the guy that was a funny interaction that I had with because I'm always saying Oswald 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 oh my god yeah, you it's guys like back and forth back and, and forth <laughs> and so when uh Peraza uh and it's Peraza I would say that's Peraza. 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 When he was in Triple A, we were joking about it because at some point Oswaldo came up and then this Jose Peraza was 
and spread yeah, too. <laughs> so he was like, you know, for me it was hard because they didn't know what to call me because there was another parasa in the house. <laughs> so he was like, I'm, I was always in the middle. Like I was the one with the issues, you know? Um, and so, but it was really fun. Um, about, I would say Cabrera, uh, a very interesting thing that I was like watching and talking to him about when we were talking about when a Spanish press conference that we, the Yankees do, um, a couple of those throughout the year. Um, we have Os Oswaldo, I was gonna say Oswaldo. And he said um, about how he grew up admiring Marwin Gonzalez. Nice. And, and then the fact that now Marwin is with him on the team, is taking him under his wing. You know, Marwin, of course, is a very um, versatile guy. Uh, I would say gives a lot of flexibility to the manager. And um, we have seen, I mean, before our eyes, Cabrera has become that. And so he goes to Marwin, or Marwin goes to him all the time and tells him, like, you know, you're gonna play this position today. Be careful of this, be careful of that. And watching Cabrera say that with like a smile on his face, like a, a true, like, you know, little kid who has been led by his idol. I think that was a really fun thing to see. And it really gives us um, a little bit of a window. This guy, sometimes we look at them as big professional guys, but they're like kids too. And they're fans too. And like, <laughs> uh, you're a fan of a player, but they are fans themselves. You know, I see like some players being, uh, I, I got to see, I was standing there when like, Oswald um, Peraza came to Carlos Correa and and to just tell them that he was his favorite, you know, shortstop and can we take a picture together? That was such a nice thing um, to see because sometimes we forget, like sometimes like the fans don't realize that these guys are actually starstruck too. They 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 are fans. They they have people they admire. So to be like there and witnessing that, that was kind of cool. I liked it a lot. It was it was nice to see. There's a lot of generation gaps too. Like um, people growing up watching certain players. Like imagine all the guys watching Albert Pujols that were kids and now he's retired. And I'm sure there was a lot of interactions with him this year that were similar to what you mentioned. Uh, but it's definitely cool to see those. I know the Marwin and Oswald thing was Oswaldo thing was interesting because he basically is taking his place now because Marwin's not on the roster anymore, and he's like, "That's gonna be a little, that's gonna be a little bit uh, surreal for him to take the guy's place that he used to really like because now he's bumped off." Uh, but it seems that it's cool to know that they have that good relationship because uh, Marwin could have been bitter and be like, "This guy's gonna take my spot," but he 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 just embraced it, so that's good. You know, that's one of the things I don't think. Uh, baseball is such a beautiful sport for so many things. And just like the game itself, but the moments that baseball brings us, it's just something that for me personally, uh, I think you take baseball away from my life and then like a good amount is gone. You know, yeah. not to say this is my whole identity, but. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's very rare to see players just not be like that um especially we can see into because i know you watch the yankees more than other teams i guess and because i've yeah. been there uh, almost every day this year <laughs> um to see the new guys come in and to see the new guys come up and um to see the older guys embrace them the way that they have it's a beautiful thing um, and I think that's the reason why the Yankees, uh, despite everything that has happened, because a lot has happened this season for them, 
they have been able to stay, uh, you know, winning and to to at least give a give up a good fight. Um, because if you can think, uh, and we can talk about Harrison Bader, the way he's just doing really great. For many people, Harrison Bader, we forget that he wasn't here all year. By the way, he's just being embraced by Rizzo and the guys. I uh, just see like a celebration in the clubhouse, the way they were just hugging each other. You probably weren't able to tell you, like those guys have not been playing that long together. Um, and, you know, even Ben Antendi, who just, you know, so sadly couldn't continue playing because he got hurt. You know, I could see from like day one, this guy was being embraced and, and people were talking to him, coming to him. And, um, and that's something you love to see because that lets you know the base was a brotherhood. Like, do you see like before games, when you see the players from other teams come back, like when Gio and Sanchez came back this year, the way just, they spent like hours even talking, just talking, just embracing each other, just hugging each other, just being uh, friends, just being people. And so I think uh, there's no way that you could actually be a team player and have space in your heart to be better about anything other than what's best for the team. And I know Marvin knows that. I know the best guy to be playing right now, it, it's Oswaldo. And so he is going to do that. He's going to be the best man to teach him. And that's what has kept them going. You know, you could have guys like Hicks, Aaron Hicks, you know, very tough season for him, but always so nice, so kind, always, you know, humble. I cannot tell you the amount of times I just say hi to him this year and he just nicely says hi to you. There are players that are not so kind. There are players that yes. they're having a tough time. They just don't want any part of it. Yes. Um, and so that attitude throughout the team, it's been really nice to see, you know. It's been really nice. So, so you spoke with Harrison Bader. What were some things about his personality and on-field play that you think that caught your attention? Well, Bader is um, a cartoon character, let's say it like that. Uh, he's... Uh, <laughs> He's such a nice guy. Um, he has become one of my favorites to just interact with. Like it's easy to to approach him and just talk to him. Um, interview wise, well, I guess you guys have seen what he can do, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. And as a player, I mean, I don't think there's anything that I can tell people that they already haven't seen. He's defending it. It's amazing how they all outfield. He's been hitting good. Um, because I think people don't remember, like, when he got traded to the Yankees, you know, he was hurt. So not a lot of people, like, knew what they were expecting from Bader. Um, he being, you know, a National League player. So the Yankees have not played him much, I think. Uh, so the fans had not seen a lot of him, I would say. But, you know, he's a New York kid. Um, he grew up playing um, in a travel team, uh, the Grays, um, mostly with Latino kids. And you That's can see. Interesting. Um, I have to say, you have to see it in his play, the flair, everything. Um, the love he has for the motto, the habichuelas. And um, it's, it's just great to see. He embraces the Latino culture very good. I think he's going to be speaking Spanish anytime now. Um, <laughs> 
yeah, you might be surprised. Maybe next time I interview him, it's going to be in Spanish. We never know. With him, I don't think it's something that you, you can tell. Um, but I'm just so glad that people are seeing that he was, you know, worth getting. Because I know with the yeah. trade, he was hurt when he got traded. And Jordan Montgomery did amazing things with the Cardinals. But, um, and I know for, for him, probably at some point, he felt the need that to prove himself that, okay, I'm here. This is what I can do. And the fact that he's just playing um, in this big moment for the team, doing amazingly. Um, the no nerves, uh, I think uh, he hasn't been faced by. But people have to remember, this is not his first time going to the playoffs he's been to the playoffs before so this is not new for him maybe uh the the team is new um but the scenario he knows this and i'm just so happy to see that he's doing great and i think yankees fan will love to have him i know he's supposed to come back next year and after that who knows right i think um the new yeah. york kid is it's doing great in new york and um You know, it's it's such a nice thing to see. He's such a great guy. I wish nothing but the best to him because, I mean, he's just a joy to to talk to and to interact with all around, really. I got to speak with him in Somerset, too. And something that stood out to me that you guys talk about that he also talked about with me is how he likes to take the extra base, be a winning player. He talks about hustle. Like, he's a throwback player. A lot of guys don't do that anymore. He talks about moving runners over, stealing bases, like playing that good defense, like, He really just wants to win. He doesn't care if it looks pretty ugly. Like, he'll do whatever it takes to win. Um, that's something I got from him. And Summer said he hit a bomb, too. Uh, so that bat was looking ready early. He stole a base, uh, doing everything we love to see. Four home runs in the postseason speaks for itself. He's leading them. And only one of the few runs of Verlander last night. So Bader's setting the tone at the bottom of that lineup. He's been huge. And without him, the Yankees aren't playing right now. I would think so. And it's not just the way he's playing in the infield, on um, the outfield, I'm sorry. On the field, displaying this uh, energy that he has um, and everything. But he's such a, like a teammate, like a team guy, you know? He's in the dugout, he's celebrating, he's talking to people, he's just putting on a show. And that's so helpful, you know, to have guys like that in the clubhouse and the dugout just in a big stage like this facing elimination and having the one guy who's you know guys we have this guys let's have fun remember okay it's serious but it's not that serious i think it's so great he has been a great addition i think brian cashman didn't know that he was getting all that when he made that trade. i think he's he's laughing i think he's laughing because a lot of people were in doubt um mm -hmm. of what where are we getting and then when montgomery started to do so great with the cardinals And he had him play, you know, uh, I think the fans get a little rowdy and, and, and you know, it's okay. That's what fans do. Um, but I guess they're wild about Harry now, so it's fine. Yeah, everyone's into <laughs> Harry now. I was actually a proponent of the trade because I really thought the Yankees needed some good center field help. I mean, Montgomery was solid, but he, to me, he wasn't irreplaceable. He's like, oh, he's a middle-of-the-road starter, honestly. I mean, he did go with the Cardinals for a time. The Yankees weren't going to use him in the postseason rotation. So I understand why the deal was made. He was also going to be a free agent soon. So I understand from that standpoint as well. So, I mean, I get why people were against it because Bader was hurt. The Yankees were struggling. Like, there was a bad time for the move because they were playing really bad. 
and he couldn't help them for a while. I was like, just give it a bit. I, I like this one. Just give it a second. Like, everyone will be feeling different. I didn't expect it to be this good, especially with the bat. Like, I agree with you on that. Well, for me, I liked it right, uh, when it happened, especially because uh, Yankees got Ben Intendi and got Bader. Yeah. Uh, and so I was Ben Intendi, Bader, Josh. It would have been good. Wow. It would have been real good. Wow. That's like MLB The Show kind it's of It's a shame thing. we never got to see it. It would have <laughs> been a nice defensive outfield, and you would have had a lot of versatility in the lineup. The Yankees are yeah. really missing a leadoff hitter, Benny or DJ. Like, they really need someone. Glaber's doing all right, but he needs – he's not really a typical leadoff hitter. He's, his average in that spot isn't good either. Judge, you could do it, but, again, you want him hitting, like, second more than someone leading off. Well, you know, I really don't like to get into like the managerial decisions because you know uh, <laughs> yeah, there's they a know lot of what those. they do, how they do it. Um and I would say as a fan, you have to just cry out loud because uh, that's what fans do. Like if the manager does like a crazy move and it works out, they he's a genius. But if it doesn't, then what was that? It was obviously yeah, not right. Like yesterday. So I don't think I could be a manager. Um <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you know, to, to to Aaron Boone, who has worked with what he has, what has been handed to him, which wasn't been hasn't been pretty in a lot of times because you know you count in with this guy and then he's hurt. Look, that freak accident with kicks, uh, that was crazy. And yeah. as much as people uh, will want to talk about Hicks and how he was doing, you know, now we have to. Because we, uh, and this is, uh, and I say we as thinking of if I were Adam Boone, now we have to put Stanton on left field. And that's not necessarily the best move. Now, Stanton did a great thing last night. He did misplay, but then he made a great one. And I think people need to realize, like, just Stanton having the willingness to go out there, knowing that he doesn't, it's not that he doesn't play left field. He hasn't played much outfield at all this yeah. year three to months play the left field in this type of situation when he knows everybody it's, has an opinion about it um it, it really speaks about Giancarlo and the fact that he is really doing whatever is best for the team um and you know just having the willingness to just do what the team needs and he thinks he can do it speaks volume of him and the, how he's committed to the cost. Now, yeah. I think he might be the solution long term if the Yankees advance or as the you know series goes on. But in love and baseball, anything can happen. So we'll see. Yeah, a lot of mixing and matching. I like putting him out there yesterday to try to give Carp a shot. Uh, maybe you see Peraza get a start today. Um, Cabrera looks like he'll be back out there. So We'll see what happens with that. I'm actually going to cross town and go to the Mets because I know you did some Mets work too. So I'm curious of um, something that stood out to you over there, maybe an interview or a moment during their season. I know the fans are like sad because, you know, 101 wins and and then the it, ended the way it ended. But remember when Steve Cohen bought the team, he was, we're going to be competing three to four years, three to five years, something like that. And they just did that this year. So it looks good for the Mets. I know that he's very committed to getting what he needs to get. Um, and sometimes you're going to get what you need to get, and it's not going to work out. Look at the Yankees. They got the perfect leadoff guy, contact hitter, speed, everything, and Andrew Benintendi, and then he swings the bat too hard. 
Yeah, bad break. And so for the Mets, it's great. I just would like to see what they're going to do for the offseason. You know, they run, they might bring him back or no. And what's going to happen with Chris Bassett, who I know a lot of people have a lot to say because of the way things ended in that last game. But Chris Bassett was an amazing asset to that team. Uh, keep his in that rotation. And I think uh, that was the centerpiece. You know, I got the chance to talk to Max Scherzer uh, during uh, the season. And that was one of the things that, you know, I asked him about. And the fact that, you know, Buck Walter as a manager, as far as rotation-wise, he just could throw anybody any day and it'd just be fine. It'll play out for him for a long time during that season. Now the season is long and everybody's going to have, you know, their little altercations. But at the end of the day, we have to remember it's only th it's 30 teams. Hmm. And at the end of the day, how many ones will be standing? So you take what you take what? and you go as you as far as you have to go. But, you know, Mets fans have to say they had a lot of fun this year. And the ultimate goal is to get to the World Series. Everybody wants to get to the World Series. Everybody's working for the World Series. Like the first day of spring training with cashers and pitchers report. That's like talking about. We're going for the World Series this year, you know? Um, and so it's like everybody wants to date the hat girl, but only one person is gonna date her. So who is it? <laughs> Let's do the dance. And I think there's a lot to to be happy about if you're a Mets fan, especially with the new management um and the new uh, front office, Steve Cohen, um, Epler, they're talking, they're, they're really hearing the fans. Um, if you got, if you had the chance to go to a Mets game on a Friday night this year, you were rocking, you know, the ambience was amazing. Atmosphere wise, they, they brought DJs in, um, they have what fireworks shows, they have, like it, it was a really good place to just go as a fan and have that baseball experience. Um, and they are doing great to, you know, grow the game as far as I see, because the little kids, you know, Friday nights after the game was over, they didn't want to leave. Um, they want to stay there dancing with the DJ. So no, they they doing a great they they're doing a great job. They getting this cultivating this new fan base, growing up and making them Mets fans, you know, which is hard to do in New York when you have the rivals across the street, across the bridge, doing what they do. Um, and so Mets fans, I really hope you don't get discouraged because I think next couple of years are going to be great for you guys. I agree with you. Um, you make some good points there. I just think the way it ends up losing to the Braves and then just lose right away. Like you had these expectations to go all the way to the NL and you put Scherzer and DeGrom together. Everyone's expecting a World Series right away. You know, it's New York. No one wants to wait. But um, overall, they're in a, they made a big jump. And in a few years, or maybe even next year, they could be right back in it. I mean, they have some good pieces still. It's mm -hmm. just, you know how the city be. Well, as I said, um, in paper, it can be written down. You can have the perfect rotation. You can have the perfect pitching staff. You can have the perfect lineup, top to bottom. Yeah. But baseball doesn't work like that. Well, not the it's just, you know, not ever first game of the season i mean come on you have to think about the human factors that come into play and all those things i say listen 
I grew up a baseball fan. I've been watching baseball for as long as I can remember. Uh, my hometown team back in the DR wasn't very good growing up. So, do you know, I know what it's like to be frustrated and crying for a team because I did cry a lot. There were more tears than the smiles at some point for me. I get it. It's frustrating. And then we think about why do we do this to ourselves? Why do we get so emotionally invested in something that we have no control over, you know? How many times are you screaming at your TV saying, what is that? Why yeah. are you running? Oh my God, no. <laughs> Yesterday. No. Don't steal that base. You don't run, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> but then next day, we are here, like at 6.30, we're ready shower. We're in front of our TVs waiting to do it all over again. Yeah, bounce back. <laughs> and that's how baseball is every day, 162 plus. So no matter how the season ends and you're going to cry about it and complain about it and whine about it, <laughs> spring training, first game, at two in the afternoon, you're ready. You're right back in the trap. <laughs> you started all over again. You're ready. <laughs> Speaking of that, do you think this Yankees team is ready to make a comeback? How are you feeling about this Astros series? I have to say, I mean, so I'm one of an Instagram girl. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that. But I'm always on Twitter seeing things I see a lot. I don't tweet as often as, yeah. you know, I, I don't, I, I, I like to say I don't respond to anything, but I see everything kind of thing. Um, and I saw some fans giving up on the whole thing. I mean, come on. Yankees <laughs> yeah, people are crazy. <laughs> Did you not just survive an amazing, crazy, exciting Cleveland series that had you have racing from the first game to the last? Come on. One game against the Astros, you're done. <laughs> you weren't gonna sweep them. I mean, you weren't gonna win both games in the road. I mean, it's always gonna be a roller coaster. This is just exciting. Yeah. Get ready for it. I think the Yankees have it, and then you know Gary Cole and Nelson Cortez. Cortez. Um, I hope at some point Domingo Herman gets a shot. Yes, you know? Herman needs to pitch. I thought they would have used him yesterday. I feel like today's got to be the day, but he hasn't pitched in two weeks, so now I'm worried about his next appearance. It's going to be rusty. I know he's ready because Herman is one of those players. I get to the stadium at 2 in the afternoon, and he, for a 7.30 game, 7.15, whatever, and that guy is already, like, running on the field. It has been for a while. Um morning games uh day game after a night game that went in late i get to the ballpark at 10 he's already out there um and i know a lot of people have a lot of reservations for a lot of things um that i really don't like to get into yeah I but the fact that somebody is uh, putting in the work showing the team that he's there for the team putting everything he has and the fact that you have him there because if you have any particular issues, you wouldn't have him there. But I guess you do have him there for a reason. And so, um, as Aaron would say, they're just waiting for the right opportunity to use him. I think he can be a weapon that, uh, you know, if used in, in the right time, um, he can do a lot for the team. He can give them land. I would even dare say he can start a game. No yeah, matter which team, um, because that's how, uh, you know, I think how good his stuff is. He has been, he has been good. Um, 
And one of the things that I want to say in that aspect as well, last night, Frankie Montas, you know, came in and it's heartbreaking for me personally. Frankie's such a guy, a nice guy. I, I love uh, Frankie. Uh, and it's just not been great for him, the little that he has shown the Yankees. Yeah. But do not, I would say, don't get discouraged with him. Um, I think he is coming back next year, right? Yeah, he's back next year. Yep. And so I, hope, I think we're going to save this one and say next year, uh, if not at some point this season, because there's a lot more games to go and anything can happen. Um, Frankie Montez is a great pitcher, and he it hasn't been great for him to start off with the Yankees. But when he gets it going, Yankees are going to be loving him as much as they love Invader right now. I hope so. I hope that happens. Uh, nice guy. Uh, a guy that you love to have in your team and right? to share presence, you know. Um, and I know a lot of people are going to give me, like, rolling their eyes at me at my comment, but I hope I get to um, the same way I did with Vader, say, huh. I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to save this one and hope you're right. See if a moment comes up for him. I know he's Dominican also, so I'm sure you enjoy that as well. I saw his first start in St. Louis rough, but I was happy when the trade was made. He is dealing with a shoulder injury too. It's kind of been a little back and forth this year with that. So I'm optimistic that next year he could get it going. I'm not on soul of this year, unfortunately, because I just haven't seen anything that makes me think like he's going to turn it around this year. I mean, you're right. I hope so. Like it could, it could happen, but it's just been a rough go this year. I think he might need to just rehab that shoulder for an offseason and go back at it next year. Yeah, um, absolutely. And and as I said, you know, you hope – and there's some guys that it's so hard to root against. I know we are biased. Me, I'm biased because I'm around these guys like all the time. And mm, so yeah, it's tough not to be. You have, like, interactions with them. You know, as a journalist, you have to be objective objective and unbiased yeah and trust me when i have to you know write those stories and and make the like do those interviews and ask those questions i have to do it and i do it but in my heart <laughs> yeah. you know there are some guys it's uh it's impossible to root against you know no matter how bad it's going for them it's i agree 100 uh, i feel the same way but if guys don't do well down there I, like i talked to lucas lakey in the off season like i'm really pissed season on the rosters that that kind of hurt me a little bit uh because lucas lakey the oh, lefty yeah. from the yankees so i like him a lot he's just, he was good um fortunately he's not with us this round maybe he'll return if they make it but i don't know um so i'll ask you one last thing i know you've been paying attention to the national league a little bit so who do you think is going to advance on that side that's hard to say. Um, you know, anything can happen there. There are two teams that are eager to get there. Momentum is playing a huge part both sides, you know, because uh, Padres have it all going, and so are the Phillies. And I think nobody's out. Like, if you watched the game yesterday, you know, Arenal was doing amazingly, and then just the Padres lineup just got to him. Um and that's how it's going to be. I think the whole series is going to be like that. It's going to be back and forth. And what an amazing thing. It's happening for both uh, two personal favorites of mine, Manny Machado and Brace Harper. And those guys are just doing everything. Like, they are the leaders of those things. Yeah. They're commanding in there. And you can just see it. Uh, and it's beautiful to see. Um and, you know, that's, if you are a baseball fan, like, if you weren't 
a baseball fan, if you know somebody that doesn't know baseball, wants to get into it, that's something that I would show them. Like, look the way these two teams are playing. Look the way those guys are just leading. Look the way this is emotion. This is baseball. This is what we cry and suffer. Um, to get there, to see that, to get to share cherry those moments like that and to share for guys like that so um it's been amazing i love it the discussion is a little crazy so i'm always having like two screams um yeah. <laughs> and because winter league is going on too so um and i have to keep an eye for that too so right. it's crazy i have like three computers spread around the I love it. and <laughs> i got the mother going too <laughs> yeah yeah my mother keeps telling me that i'm going to go crazy but you know it's a it's just it's what we do it's a that time thing. of year yeah yeah and i would say if you guys are watching in spanish if you know spanish if you can get into it um mlb network is doing an amazing thing they have the um american league uh series alcs is it oh, i don't even know anymore yeah. um <laughs> and they're being broadcast in spanish and mlb network and of course a favorite of mine carlos peña and jose mota are doing it it's amazing last night i was in all of them um i know a lot of people had a lot of reservations for the last series that you know uh, <laughs> it wasn't as fun to watch um for some people if you can get into it so amazing especially because we have like a former player like carlos peña who wasn't playing not that long ago he phrasing he's he he knows what it was he playing postseason so he's sharing so many good advice and his insights and so much great information um throughout the broadcast you know i was loving it um i think i'm not watching a game in english uh for this series if they can keep doing that um spanish and so yeah if you can if take a listen to it and please shoot me a tweet and let's talk about it <laughs> yes we'll get all the handles and get interactive with this for me i mean it's been a fun series too you see the phillies take down the braves no one thought that was happening and the padres take down the dodgers they both slay the huge division foes yep. at the top seeds and everything and they did it relatively clean in four games too which is even more impressive and both teams didn't even win 90 games so goes to your point that like the paper doesn't always play out especially in the postseason and yes. my thing is i feel like the phillies have this edge still i think phillies are gonna get it done in like six or seven and they're really? going back home now too yeah i'm gonna put the phillies through i think nolan wheeler i'm gonna ride them through and then bryce harper is just on another level right now the yeah. phillies just seem like um a team of destiny for some reason. I don't know. I mean, the Padres are going to be tough too. So I'm starting, you want to know why I'm starting to feel a 2009 rematch, Yankees, Phillies, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I started thinking about that talking a little about bit. It. I, I've so been talking we'll about it with a lot of people. Um, yeah. It's ideally for many people, especially if you have to travel, that's what you want uh, because some people are just rooting for that. Like I need to travel. So, you know, yeah. there's like no day off in between series. So uh, a change like in, in between the chains of cities, yeah, you know, like day, I think the schedule is not ideal. Um, <laughs> so, or, you know, uh, I just don't know the revenge part, you know, if it's really Yankees. Yeah. We'll see what ends up happening. It's going to be fun. <laughs> It's going to be exciting. Um, all right. So I think we wrapped, we'll wrap this one up. Uh, you can give out your handles and I'll give mine as I always do. And Arlenis, thank you so much for joining. This was a fun one. Uh, we'll post it up tomorrow and everything. And I uh, look forward to seeing how people view this one.
Oh, I love to. You know, I'm a huge baseball fan. I'm a baseball geek. Everybody knows that. <laughs> so if you want to talk baseball, I'm always open. You can always shoot me a text or whatever. I'm ready to discuss, analyze any play, any situation, why that batter came in, you know. Um, <laughs> so this has been fun. Uh, finally getting it done because we talked about it for a little bit and finally getting it done. It was yeah, awesome. My handles are Arlenis J on everything. My first name and Jay, and that's it. It's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. It's getting really hot on TikTok. Um, I, I I really still don't know how to use it very well. So that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. I only got TikTok because my baby brother wanted TikTok, so he made an account and I made an account to supervise his account. And <laughs> I started posting videos about my job, and that's it. Took a life of its own, and it's been fun. So. Uh, it's it's been great um so instagram twitter tiktok i don't know what else is out there but i might be on <laughs> <it>. so 